Good morning. Welcome to Bethel Baptist Church this morning to our devotional time. If you could take your Bible and turn to James chapter 3, uh, James chapter 3 and verse 18. I want to speak this morning on imputed righteousness. This imputed righteousness is come to us because of the love of God, what he did sending his son to die on a cross that we might have eternal life and imputed this righteousness unto us. It's nothing that we did. It's all what God did. James chapter 3 and verse 18. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank thee for imputed righteousness that, Lord, you give to us at salvation. Nothing we can do to earn it. We can't be good enough, Lord, and do enough good deeds or rely on man and what they say to do to be saved. It's all through Christ that if we receive him as Savior, he takes away our sin and imputes righteousness to us. I pray, Lord, you'd fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I can't do anything without you. I pray that you'd use me in these few minutes. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a theme here. Uh, God makes us righteous when we accept his son, Jesus Christ, by grace, through faith, and we are imputed with this righteousness. The, uh, the, this righteousness means, uh, first of all, equity or justness. And this justness is justification, uh, holy, uh, just, made right through Christ. The word imputed means count, esteem, reckon. We are counted, esteemed, or reckoned righteous or justified because of Christ. Uh, justified us by his blood as a payment for our sin when we receive him as Savior, the free gift of eternal life. Uh, turn to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, and we'll be reading a few verses there. Romans chapter 4 and verse number 1. Romans chapter 4, verse number 1. What shall we say then, that Abraham our father, as pertaining to the flesh, hath found? For if Abraham were justified by the works, by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it, is, was a, it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. They're saved by faith in God in the Old Testament. Uh, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was reckoned by Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned? When he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? No, 
are not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. So we're not saved by the law, but imputed righteousness comes through God, through his son, Jesus Christ. It's uh, further described in Isaiah chapter 32, Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 17, if you'd like to look that up, uh, further described in Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 17, and the work of righteousness shall be peace. And this is described in Romans chapter five in verse one, therefore being justified by faith, justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, peace with God and no longer under the wrath of God and heading to an eternal torment in hell. Praise God. It is all of God and nothing we did but accept his son as savior. The second part of Isaiah uh, 32 and verse 17 is, and the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. Uh, Philippians chapter one and verse 11 being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Christ Jesus unto the glory and praise of God. We that are saved have peace with God to whom he imputes righteousness. We are given the Holy Spirit at salvation. We have the fruit of the spirit. Galatians chapter five, verse 22 and verse 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. This fruit grows in us as we yield to the Holy Spirit, as we surrender to the Holy Spirit. This fruit grows in us. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, uh, present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And Luke Chapter 9 and verse 23, and he said to them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Uh, the songwriter, Ernest uh, W. Uh, Shirtleff, in 1877 wrote, Lead on, O King Eternal, uh, wrote this with an, the, the name and uh, Dover Theological Seminary it was the commencement encouraged by his fellow graduating classmates. Uh, let me read to you uh, the, the verses here. Lead, lead on, O King Eternal. They are going out into the battle. Lead on, O King Eternal. The day of March has come. Henceforth in fields of conquest, thy tents shall be our home. We have to do this in the power of God, in his imputed righteousness, through days of preparation, thy grace has made us strong. And now, O King Eternal, we lift our battle song. Lead on, O King Eternal, till sin's fierce war shall cease and holiness shall whisper the sweet amen of peace. 
For not with swords loud clashing, nor roll of stirring drums, with deeds of love and mercy, the heavenly kingdom comes. Uh, we have this imputed righteousness to love others. Uh, lead on, O King Eternal. We follow not with fears, for gladness breaks like morning wherever thy face appears. Thy cross is lifted o'er us. We journey in its light. The crown awaits the conquest. Lead on, O God of might. Lead on, O King eternal. This fruit that comes when we're saved, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, uh, it grows in us as we go forward for the cause of Christ, as we apply it by wisdom, the wisdom of God. Uh, turn to uh, James chapter 3, James chapter 3, and we'll be reading uh, verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without, without partiality and without hypocrisy. <coughs> uh, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We'll read a few verses there. It's peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality. Uh, this word uh, means to stagger not, without partiality. Uh, Abraham staggered not at the promises of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and uh, verse 1 to verse 7. We need to live a life of love of God, of God in our heart. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. We are, we're so different. Every one of us are different, but yet God commands us to love each other. We all have our, our different ways. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. <clears throat> and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it property, profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity Vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. That's a hard thing to do. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. The love of God is pure. And God wants us to have that pure love in our heart for our mankind, for our neighbor, uh, for our brethren, and for God. Uh, back to the text, James chapter 3 and verse 18. 
and the fruit of righteousness is sown of them that make peace. This comes from God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. The Love of God by uh, Frederick M. Uh, Lehman uh, wrote the first two verses of this hymn, and the third was from a sermon that he heard at a camp meeting. They were lines found written by a demented man on the wall of his narrow room in an asylum where he died. Let me read to you the first two verses and then think about the third verse that this demented man wrote in a narrow room in an asylum. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. I'm so glad that it, it reached to the lowest hell for me. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and parted from his sin. The second verse, when years of time shall pass away and earthly thrones and kingdoms fall, when men who here refuse to pray on rocks and hills and mountains call, God's love so sure shall still endure, all measureless and strong, redeeming grace to Adam's race, the saints and angels song. What a great God that we have. What a, a loving God. What a pure love that he has for us. And this last verse written by this demented man in an asylum. Could we with ink the oceans fill and were the skies a parchment made? Were every stalk on earth a quill and every man a scribe by trade? To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. This man knew something about the love of God in that asylum that he was in, in that narrow room, the love of God. Second Peter, if you turn there, Second Peter chapter 1, Second Peter chapter 1. And we'll be reading a few verses there. And then just a couple more verses and we'll be done. Second Peter, uh, chapter 1, and beginning in verse 3. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness, 
brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity, love. All this comes down to love. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest attribute of God is his love. First Thessalonians chapter three and verse 12. And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. Romans 15 verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Help us, Lord, to love you with all our heart, soul, being, and mind. Everything that we have, Lord. And help us to love each other. Help us to love our neighbor. Help us do good to all men, and especially those of the household of faith. Lord, help us, Lord, to be your loving children. I pray... Lord, if there's one watching this devotional this morning that doesn't know you personally, that they would consider where they're going to spend eternity. That you love them so much you died that they might have eternal life. And that they might become your child. And Lord, if they're confused about salvation, they can give us a call here at Bethel Baptist Church. 519-426-8421. We'd be glad to share the gospel with them. Help us to have a good day, Lord. Help us to walk with you, to rejoice what you've done for us. The love of God that sent your son to pay that price for a sinful wretch like me, Lord. I'm so thankful today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You have a great day. Lord bless you.